Welcome back to the Market to Online podcast, where we help new and not so new creators reimagine their online strategies and finally live the life of their dreams. Welcome back, friends. Last week, I discussed the relationship email. In the other episodes, I've mentioned that if you had not listened to the previous episodes in this email series that we're going through right now, you should stop and go back to them first. However, this time you don't have to go back. You can if you want to, but it is not required. Yes, the previous episode, information is important. Very important. But this bridge email can stand on its own. I think you'll understand in a moment. You may recall last week, if you listened, that I would tell you what a bridge email is in this episode. I created an open loop, hoping to get you curious enough to make it to this episode. By the way, open loops were discussed in the welcome email podcast, our last episode. I am quite confident that what you will learn today is going to change how you communicate with your readers for the better. They will appreciate it, and you'll be developing a much better relationship with them as well. So let's get to it. The bridge email. What is it? Primarily, it's used when you want to introduce a product or a service to your list so they can consider purchasing it. I know you're thinking, but we can already just tell them what we have for sale and then ask them to click on a link to a sales page. Yes, you can, but is that the best way to treat your people? Is that how you want to be treated? In response, you may be thinking, that is how I am being treated all the time. I agree. There are a lot of marketers that just love asking for the sale all the time. Some marketers only email when they have something for sale. They never email to just chat and ask how you're doing. Because, well, do I have to say it? They don't care about you and me. We're not people to them. We're only a way for them to get paid. Nothing more. But I'm trying my best to show you another way. A better way to market online. A way to develop a relationship with your people or your prospects before you ever ask them to exchange money for anything you have. You can do what everyone else does. Or you can be a unicorn. Someone that stands out as someone being different. Someone that is earning their respect because you care for them and you know it. And they know it. Not because you said, I care for you. No. Because you demonstrated you care for them. This bridge email is going to be a way you get to demonstrate that you respect your loyal customer your subscriber, or your prospect enough that you do not ask them to purchase your product yet. And, to be honest, you may 
never ask this particular reader to purchase your product if it does not resonate with them in some way. Instead, you're going to ask them to raise their hand if they would like to know more about your solution to a problem, your clever new product, or service. If they're not interested in a product or service, they just don't click. And they will still get your next email in the series or a broadcast email newsletter. But if you pique their curiosity and they do click on the link, then they will now be sent your promotional emails. Something that we'll talk about next week. So that's the overview of the bridge email. Let's break it down a bit. In my mind, as fragile as it is, I see two ways to use the bridge email effectively. Honestly, there's probably more ways to use it, use this technique. In fact, another one just came to mind. We don't just communicate via email now, do we? Heck no. I don't. I would presume you don't either. On a blog post, you probably let the people, your people, or your readers, know there is a problem that they may be dealing with and you have a solution. Instead of asking for the sale, you ask your reader to raise their hand. If they do, they get funneled to your preferred method to get a sale. I have a preferred method, and soon I will introduce that as a podcast series as well. By asking the reader to raise their hand, you're giving them a choice. No matter how they react to it, no doubt they will know you are treating them differently. They will like it and come back to read more. Okay? We got off on a tangent there, but all is good. We learned something. Nothing wrong with that. So now back to breaking down the bridge email. Let's assume that this is part of a sequence you have a prospect going through. They're not a customer yet, and you just want them to purchase something inexpensive so they can get a taste of the good stuff you have to offer. You're wanting to help them exercise their buying muscles. Since they're already receiving emails from you, I assume, if you got them on your list the right way, and I'm sure you did, they want to know how you can solve the problems they are experiencing. So as you nurture them, you would want to tell stories of the struggles that are experienced by many the world over. If you had a product that could help your newfound friends get past one of those struggles, you would want them to know about it, right? In this scenario, you would have used your sequence to introduce a problem that you can solve. Over multiple emails, maybe just two or three, you would have weaved in a story about this problem and then described how awful, awful it is. You may have even told them how to solve it, but this problem is such that the solution is difficult. Yes, they could do it, but most likely they wouldn't. 
they get to the bridge email in your sequence. In there, you start telling them that you understand that the solution may be more difficult to do. And this is where you start introducing the idea that you had suffered from the same problem. But after some time, you developed a solution that is both easier to accomplish and quick to implement. Of course, we do not want to lie to them. If you never suffered from this problem, you would not be saying you did. Instead, you may have developed a solution to a common problem. Nothing wrong with that. Let's continue. You will need to let them know that this is a paid product, and you should let them know how much it costs as well. No one wants to be forced to click a link to find out the price. Am I right? Your solution, for example, may be only $17.95 or $29, and it is delivered as a digital product. Or, of course, it could also be a service, $29 a month, whatever your solution and your product is. The point is this. We only want those individuals that need this solution to raise their hand. They should, based on your previous emails describing the problem, completely understand the issue and that this is something they deal with daily. They want to solve this. They need to solve this. Your email, the bridge email, has informed them that there is a solution and they can find out more. So they say yes and raise their hand by clicking on the link. Everyone else just passes on by, and they get the next email in the sequence. Eventually, you'll find something that intrigues them as well. You see, we're allowing our list of people, your list, to choose their path. They are in charge. You're giving them the ability to recognize when they want something, instead of having it force-fed to them, as we all too often find traditional marketers doing. One reminder. As you have developed a tone, your unique writing style in your emails, do not change that just because now you're looking to sell something. Don't do it. Keep the same conversational tone you've been using all along. Your people are getting used to it, and I imagine they're getting to know you and like you as well. Don't screw that up. Yes, you could definitely screw it up. Most marketers do. But I'm telling you to not do that. Continue speaking to them the same way you would your trusted friend. You want to help your friend. If you know a better way to do something, even if it did cost a little bit, you'd let your friend know, right? Of course you would. So do the same thing here. Also, do not apologize for having a product or service that can help them. We are in business to make money. We know that. So do they. So don't apologize. 
you could just simply say, So far I've told you X, Y, and Z, and now that you understand that, you're wondering what you should do next. Well, I'm glad you asked. And I have this thing. It'll help you solve the problem you care about solving or the pain you care about relieving. If that sounds like something you want, here it is. If not, that's cool too. You're letting them know you want to help, and you can, but only if they agree. And it's okay if they say no by not clicking. The reality is that most of your readers will not click on the link. A few people will, but not all of them. I don't know about you, but most of the emails I receive, well over 200 per day, I do not read. Because I know I cannot trust the sender. We want our emails to be read. To do that, our people need to trust us. They need to know that we are not just using them as another paycheck. They need to know that by reading our emails, they're receiving valuable information and that it is beneficial to them. They must know that we will never just ask them to purchase anything until they raise their hand, signifying that they want to receive promotional emails. All of this is building trust in their minds. When they think about us, our company, or us personally, they will have nothing but good things to say. In today's world we live in, Attention is very hard to come by. So when we have someone's attention, we above all else must protect it. Otherwise, we will have to go out and spend more money getting thousands of people on a list, just like the gurus out there. I don't want to do that. Do you? I doubt it. So use the bridge email to honor your reader. Show them that you respect their time and attention. The bridge email also creates a barrier. It separates those that want to know about your product and everyone else. It moves your people from being just passive participants to actively engaged. There are a few things your bridge email should accomplish. Number one, <clears throat> Take the desire you have built up in your communication thus far towards a conclusion for them that is acceptable if they feel it is right for them at that moment in time. Number two, it should be overt. It should also let them understand that there is a promotion behind the click. Don't hide it. Number three, it should make them understand who the offer is for, and even more important, who it is not for. By your doing all these things, you are setting yourself up to be respected, liked, and trusted for the long term. Exactly where you want to be, 
since traditionally only 15% of sales happen in the first 90 days, while 85% of all sales take place after 90 days and all the way up till 18 months. To win, we must play the long game. To do so, we need our list to trust us and read our emails. I hope you got a lot out of this information on this podcast. I said this was going to be an exciting podcast. Did I deliver? I think I did. Let me know. Click on the link in the show notes to tell me what you thought. Until next week, where we tackle the promotional email, see you then. No matter if you are new to online marketing or a struggling veteran, keep coming back where you will learn how to develop your online strategies so you can achieve the success you desire. And hey, if you've not done so, please click on the subscribe button or inside the podcast app you're using, click follow so you'll not miss even one exciting episode. And while you're at it, why not go to market2online.com and see what resources we have available. You've been listening to the Market 2 Online podcast where we help new and not-so-new creators reimagine their online strategies and finally live the life of their dreams. Thanks for listening.